Chapter 29 Perseverance Gentlemen, I am hardening on this enterprise. I repeat, I am now hardening towards this enterprise. Winston Churchill Odysseus leaves Troy after ten long years of war destined for Ithaca, for whom? If only he knew what was ahead of him, ten more years of travel. That he'd come so close to the shores of his homeland, his queen and young son, only to be blown back again. That he'd face storms, temptation, a cyclops, deadly whirlpools, and a six-headed monster. Or that he'd be held captive for seven years and suffer the wrath of Poseidon. And, of course, that back in Ithaca his rivals were circling, trying to take his kingdom and his wife. How did he get through it? How did the hero make it home despite it all? Creativity, of course. And craftiness and leadership and discipline and courage. But above all, perseverance. We talked about Ulysses S. Grant across the river from Vicksburg, searching for some way, any way, to get across and take it. That's persistence. That was Odysseus standing at the gates of Troy, trying everything before the success of the Trojan horse. Persistence. Everything directed at one problem, until it breaks. But a ten-year voyage of trials and tribulations. Of disappointment and mistakes without giving in. Of checking your bearings each day and trying to inch a little closer to home, where you'll face a whole other host of problems once you arrive. Iron-hearted and ready to endure whatever punishment the gods decide you must, and to do it with courage and tenacity in order to make it back to Ithaca. That's more than persistence. That's perseverance. If persistence is attempting to solve some difficult problem with dog determination and hammering until the break occurs, then plenty of people can be said to be persistent. But perseverance is something larger. It's the long game. It's about what happens not just in round one but in round two and every round after, and then the fight after that and the fight after that, until the end. The Germans have a word for it, sits flush. Staying power. Winning by sticking your ass to the seat and not leaving until after it's over. Life is not about one obstacle, but many. What's required of us is not some short-sighted focus on a single facet of a problem, but simply a determination that we will get to where we need to go, somehow, some way, and nothing will stop us. We will overcome every obstacle, and there will be many in life, until we get there. Persistence is an action. Perseverance is a matter of will. One is energy. The other, endurance. And, of course, they work in conjunction with each other. That Tennyson line in full, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield persist and persevere. Throughout human history, there have been many strategies for overcoming the seemingly endless problems that affect us as individuals and as a group. Sometimes the solution was technology, sometimes it was violence. Sometimes it was a radical new way of thinking that changed everything. We've looked at a lot of those examples. But across the board, one strategy has been more effective than all the others, and it is responsible for far more than anything else. It works in good situations and in bad situations, dangerous situations and seemingly hopeless situations. When Antonio Pigafetta, the assistant to Magellan on his trip around the world, Reflected on his boss's greatest and most admirable skill, what do you think he said? It had nothing to do with sailing. The secret to his success, Pigafetta said, was Magellan's ability to endure hunger better than the other men. 
there are far more failures in the world due to a collapse of will than there will ever be from objectively conclusive external events. Perseverance. Force of purpose. Indomitable will. Those traits were once uniquely part of the American DNA. But they've been weakening for some time. As Emerson wrote in 1841, if our young men miscarry in their first enterprises, they lose all heart. If the young merchant fails, men say he is ruined. If the finest genius studies at one of our colleges, and is not installed in an office within one year afterwards in the cities or suburbs of Boston or New York, it seems to his friends and to himself that he is right in being disheartened, and in complaining the rest of his life. Think of what he'd say about us now. What would he say about you? The majority of my generation decides to move back in with their parents after college. Unemployment, for them, is twice the national average. According to one 2011 study by the University of Michigan, many graduates aren't even bothering to learn how to drive. The road is blocked, they are saying, so why get a license I won't be able to use? We whine and complain and mope when things won't go our way. We are crushed when what we were promised is revoked, as if that's not allowed to happen. Instead of doing much about it, we sit at home and play video games or travel or worse, pay for more school with more loan debt that will never be forgiven. And then we wonder why it isn't getting any better. We'd be so much better following the lead of Emerson's counterexample. Someone who is willing to try not one thing, but tries all the professions, who teams it, farms it, pedals, keeps a school preaches, edits a newspaper, goes to Congress, buys a township, and so forth, in successive years, and always, like a cat, falls on his feet. This is perseverance. And with it, Emerson said, with the exercise of self-trust, new powers shall appear. The good thing about true perseverance is that it can't be stopped by anything besides death. To quote Beethoven, the barriers are not erected which can say to aspiring talents and industry, thus far and no farther. We can go around or under or backward. We can decide that momentum and defeat are not mutually exclusive, we can keep going, advancing, even if we've been stopped in one particular direction. Our actions can be constrained, but our will can't be. Our plans, even our bodies, can be broken. But belief in ourselves? No matter how many times we are thrown back, we alone retain the power to decide to go once more, or to try another route, or, at the very least, to accept this reality and decide upon a new aim. Determination, if you think about it, is invincible. Nothing other than death can prevent us from following Churchill's old acronym, KBO. Keep buggering on. Despair? That's on you. No one else is to blame when you throw in the towel. We don't control the barriers or the people who put them there. But we control ourselves, and that is sufficient. The true threat to determination, then, is not what happens to us, but us ourselves. Why would you be your own worst enemy? Hold on and hold steady.